0: Yeah, who is this? State your business.
1: Hel- hello, my name is um, uh, o- Olaf. I am here for to deliver um, food for um, a Mr. Hitler. Please open bunker door so we can deliver delicious food for your face, your stinking German faces.
0: What is the password, please?
1: Uh, d- uh hello um t- t- it's the f- the food is going bad you need to open bunker door right right away I have delivery from um Jay Stalin's cafeteria Emporium good food for you to eat
0: okay close enough come in it's hot down
1: on target. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lead Seating. I am Jason Harding.
0: And I'm Steve Shives.
1: And on this show, we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, the movie has a reputation of being goddamn important. Isn't that right, Steve?
0: Yes, indeedy-do. It It is a, uh-huh. it is a capital I important movie.
1: That's right, and what capital I important movie are we going to try to make fun of for an hour and a half before we then tell everyone to go see it because it's super important.
0: (laughs) We will be reviewing Tell them
1: what mistake did I make. (laughs) Now, this don't, no, don't, don't awe me. I need don't, to be punished
0: we, for this. We, we don't know how this is going to go. This could be a great no, show. No, we don't. Okay. It could be. We are going to review that 2004 historical drama World War II movie, although, you know, kind of just the end part of World War II, Downfall.
1: Downfall. What is it in German? Do you have it written down?
0: Uh, Der Untergang.
1: Mm. That sounds like one of, uh, it sounds like uh, it could be part of the nibble, uh, the ring cycle, you know, the
0: opera. Oh, yeah, the uh, uh, the Wagner Google. thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the
1: Wagner, you know, that Wagner yeah,
0: thing. That the Wagner thing that he did, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: the one that got two thumbs up from Hitler. <laughs> like, yeah, I like it.
0: <laughs> Wagner is good. <laughs> I believe that's a quote from hey. Hitler
1: so uh in in case you guys don't know this is a very important film about very real things and very real people and so jason's having like a uh what would you call it a crisis of conscience
0: uh yes Uh, you're feeling i think you're, you're you're feeling conflicted um
1: because the the funny part of me wants out it does not care it does not care but the funny part of me does not care yeah it wants to make fun of this movie but I love this movie and I think it's so important that I am actually for the first time feeling bad about what I'm going to do but you guys come for the ha-has that's right you don't want an hour and a half of me and Steve seriously talking about the film because you'll get bored we'll get bored everyone will get bored yeah what is this film class this ain't film class (laughs) At at the end we're gonna be super serious about it okay so just hang in there. You're going to probably hear my brain split right in half, and my comedy demon is going to come out of my nose, and it's, it's not going to be pretty, but we're going to do it, okay? So, hey, Steve. Yeah. Do you have any hilarious trivia about downfall?
0: I have some trivia. Some of it is funny. Some of it, actually, the first one isn't really funny, um, but the, the the next two are kind of funny, kind of. Um, great so the first one is that uh, Bruno Gans who plays Hitler in the movie was initially reluctant to accept the role but
1: gee I wonder why
0: you want me to play Hitler gee I don't know (laughs) Um,
1: but we want you to play him as a person oh (laughs) you mean sympathetic
0: no (laughs) I mean not really but just 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 do it just do it (laughs) just do it Um, but after he took the part he did a lot of research in order to make sure that he got it right. And um, yes, he did. Uh, Some of what he did was he studied uh, Parkinson's patients to get their body language right because Hitler um, is suffering from what appears to be Parkinson's in the movie at
1: this point in his
0: life. Yeah. And uh, so he in order to get that those mannerisms in that body language correctly, he studied Parkinson's patients. Um, he worked with an actor who was from the area of Austria where Hitler was from in order to get the accent mm-hmm. right. And yep. he listened to the only known recording of Hitler just mm-hmm. having a normal private conversation. Um, cause yeah, all the and it's
1: only one recording, yeah, yeah. Cause
0: all the recordings we have of Hitler's, he's given like a big crazy Hitler speech and, um, <laughs> And, well, that's what I call... That's big, what he
1: said every time. It's time for my big okay, crazy Hitler speech. Okay, everybody
0: sit down. It's time for my crazy speech. Here I go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he. so there's there's one conversation between Hitler and uh, I think like an ambassador or a general or something um, that, that yeah. was secretly recorded by Russian intelligence, I believe, and, and the, the recording wasn't even known until like, you know, 50 years after no. the war, and it's the only no, known recording... Isn't. It's the only known recording of Hitler just having a conversation. And so Bruno mm-hmm. Ganz listened to that to learn how Hitler sounded when he was just speaking normally. His speech pattern,
1: yeah. he had a very deep voice actually, apparently. He which which is
0: voice. which is ironic because he also only had one ball.
1: Nah. Uh- wasn't that just a song that they used to sing?
0: Yeah, but I, I, I feel like it's probably based on, on truth, right? You know.
1: I heard that Bruno Gantz wore Hitler's underpants.
0: He, he did.
1: <laughs> Didn't realize that was going to rhyme until I said it.
0: <laughs> Bruno Gantz, Hitler's underpants?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wore Hitler's underpants to really get into the character. Well, you, and yeah. then he wanted to burn the lower half of his body
0: <laughs> He sandblasted his lower torso afterwards. Keep going, there's still skin! I did Wings of Desire, why did I do this? Okay, um, next. Uh, this one gives me a little chuckle. Uh, ironically, most of the outdoor <laughs> scenes in the film were shot in Russia, which, you know, mm-hmm. seeing as how it's the Russians that kill all the Nazis, I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was kind of nice. I like that. It's it's poetry, mm-hmm. you know. It's And, um, of course, one of the things about this movie that people know, even people who have never actually watched the movie know, is that it uh, has been repurposed the for-
1: launched a thousand memes
0: yeah it's been repurposed for a lot of memes for a lot of parody videos where uh people add new subtitles to one of the scenes where hitler is berating his generals and uh constantine films which is the the studio that owns the rights to it initially Mm -hmm. uh did not have much of a sense of humor about this and they would issue takedown notices to youtube to get rid of these videos Um, sure however the director of downfall is actually a big fan of those videos <laughs> and and says he loves them and claims that he has watched over a hundred of them. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if he had a word with someone at the studio or if the studio just lightened up on its own, but eventually the studio They're stopped just like, stop it. Eventually the studio stopped yeah. ordering takedown notices and now it you can find tons of those. Me videos. A little, that-
1: that more people know the meme than they do the
0: movie. Oh, me too. You know, because the movie, I mean, I do think a lot of the memes are really funny. I mean, some of them are terrible, but oh, sure, but, but the one really, the, the really clever and well-written ones, you know, um, are terrific. <laughs> but yeah, it is. Cause this is legitimately a terrific, great and important movie. And it's like, man, I mm-hmm. wish more people would actually watch the actual movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: But somewhere, somewhere there was a dude who was watching downfall and they got to that scene and, a. Uh, Fucking parasite or demon planted the idea of changing the subtitles for that scene, and said this will be funny. Hitler's complaining about whatever was going on at the time.
0: Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like that. That uh, that Johnny Damon went back to the Yankees after playing on the Red Sox or something. You know,
1: <sighs> or DC fucking up their own franchise yeah, or yeah. whatever else. Yeah. Okay. Is that all the trivia? That's all the trivia. Okay, let's talk about who made it before we fucking make fun of him. (laughs) God damn you, Jason.
0: (laughs) Fucking shithead. Here we go. God damn it.
1: (laughs) Okay, it was directed by Oliver Hirschbegel. And uh, German movies. Tons of them. No kidding. Tons of German movies. You're going to (laughs) hear, no kidding. Because it's a German film. Screenplay by Bernd Eichener. And you guys will recognize that name. And I'll bring it up later because he also produced it. But holy crap, I didn't know he had this in him. Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a good screenplay. Um, it's based on Inside Hitler's Bunker by Joachim Fest and Until the Final Hour by Traudl Junge, Melissa and Melissa Mueller. And uh, Traudl is the main, technically the main character of this film. Yeah, she's a real woman. I think she lived until 2002. Um, mm-hmm. She did a documentary about um, her life. She was actually in the presence of Hitler in the bunker. So this is based really on multiple sources. Um, the death of Hitler in the bunker has been depicted by other actors, most notably, Ale- I think Alec Guinness played Hitler once. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't really based on anything. So it was good <laughs> old-fashioned, oh, he's a monster kind of guy and not what we got in this movie. Um, It was produced by Bernd Eichener. And uh, you know him as the producer that holds the rights, or I don't know if he still does, to the Fantastic Four. Yes. Uh, So technically, he was the producer of the Fantastic Four that Roger Corman made. Um, He was also the producer on movies like The Name of the Rose and Resident Evil Afterlife (laughs) and The NeverEnding Story. So he's, he's broad, that's right The person that produced Resident Evil Afterlife is the Writer of Downfall
0: <laughs> Think about that, think about how crazy The movie industry is I for don't want to
1: think about it, it hurts my head <laughs> you, think,
0: you think on the set of that movie He was telling everybody about this awesome Hitler script That he had? <laughs>
1: he's like, I'm having an idea For a movie that I want to make um, It's about Hitler, but I want to portray Him as a person rather than as You know, like a cartoon monster man and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get this movie in under a million dollars, or you're going to lose the rights. Okay, I shut up now. <laughs> Just sit here and write my notes.
0: Just put a bug in your opening, ear about the Hitler movie.
1: Opening scene: Forest night. <laughs> Starring Bruno Ganz as Hitler. And if you guys don't know who Bruno Ganz is, go watch either Nosferatu the Vampire or Wings of Desire. Yeah. Uh, Specifically Wings of Desire. He's a great actor. He's a fantastic actor. He recently passed away. He is so good. Um, And he is so usually not playing guys like Hitler. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He really isn't. Um, Alexandra Maria Lara as Traudel Junge. Um, And she's really not been in a whole lot. I mean, she's been in German stuff. Uh, The only American film I think she's been in is like Geostorm recently.
0: Oh, that classic. Um, Yeah,
1: Geostorm. Corinna Halfuch as Madga Goebbels. Um, Lots of German movies and television. Uh, Ulrich Mathis as Joseph Goebbels. Uh, A lot of... uh, Movies and television in Germany, and he recently came out as gay in 2021. So good for you, Ulrich. You've got a weird. I, I, this is unrelated. You've got a scary face. <laughs> you probably didn't have to do anything. You just walked in and they said you're Goebbels. <laughs> just
0: go and just go sit over there and just be you. How
1: weird is it to going? Yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to audition for. Uh, a movie uh, about the Third Reich, you know, towards the end of it, and uh, apparently they think I look a lot like this um, awful man from history.
0: <laughs> I mean, I bet Ed Harris is like, thank God I look like John Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly! Thank God I didn't look like some fucking Nazi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, when you're getting cast to be i don't know a a real life serial killer yeah are you like oh boy i got work or you're like oh shit i'm never gonna work again if people like this movie
0: everybody always made fun of me for looking like ed gein but who's laughing now
1: (laughs) exactly (sighs) um julianne kohler as eva brown german television and movies uh, Heino Ferch as Albert Speer and uh, German television and movies. Kristen, uh, Christian Christian Burkel as Dr. Ernst Gunther Schenck or Schenck, um, and he's been in like uh, Inglorious Bastards, and um, he did again oh. a lot of German television and movies. Um, Alexander Held as SS Bri- Brigade Führer Walther Huel. Just if I don't say anything after, please stop making me say German television and movies. <laughs> Matthias Habich as Professor Doctor Werner Haas. I'm not saying it. I'm just. I refuse to do it. Thomas Greitzman as uh, General Lieutenant Waffen SS Hermann Feiglin, and he's been in movies like The Pianist, and uh, he was like the captain of the boat on King Kong. The remake, not the original. He's not that old. <laughs> and uh, you probably know him better as um, uh, Von Stucker in Age of Ultron. And I think briefly at the very end of Winter Soldier, he, does he appear? He's the, you know, he's the guy that makes the twins. Yeah, you know. yeah. Cinematography by Ray uh, Rainer Klausman, German films. Edited by Hans Funk, German films. And I think he edited uh, The Invasion the one of 5,000 remakes of Invasion of the Money Snatchers. <laughs> they
0: just keep cranking those out, don't Oh, they?
1: geez, yeah. Edited. Oh, no, I did him. Music by Stephen Zacharias. Nothing. There was, I couldn't find anything. Production company, Constantine Film. Distributed by Constantine Film in Germany and Australia. O1 distribution in Italy. Momentum Pictures in the United Kingdom. New Market Films in the United States. Release Date. April eighth, two thousand. Oh, it's two thousand five, not two thousand four. But
0: it's thousand five in the United States. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It opened. Yeah, we got it late because we're stupid and we probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> cause and the dub was terrible. We did it. I didn't. I did my. I was. I was. I was doing Hitler and I was doing my funny voice like this. No one could take it seriously. <laughs> Running time one hundred and fifty five minutes. Budget in American real money. 15 million dollars box office 92.2 million so we got the sequel yeah.
0: downfaller
1: downfall down <laughs> downfall. even hyphen even farther see that's how you do it son of hitler <laughs> thank god thank god he didn't reproduce yeah jesus thank god he only had one you ball and wasn't able to Wait a minute. Are you saying that people with only one testicle can't produce children? I, I didn't really put that much. have a usable testicle.
0: I didn't put that much thought into it. I was just reaching for that joke again.
1: They may not have as much baby batter as the next guy, but they have enough to produce a child. Don't write off those guys who only have one okay, testicle. You okay. apologize to I'm, them right to now. Everybody,
0: to everybody who only has one testicle, I apologize.
1: You know somebody who only has one. I do,
0: actually. I do, I do know somebody who only has one.
1: And he's listening to this right now, and he's
0: sobbing. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs>
1: Okay, fine, whatever. I mean,
0: maybe you're sobbing about the fact that he only has one ball, but he's not sobbing about anything I said.
1: Well, did you have to remind him? He's like finally got over the fact that he's obsessing about only having one ball, and then you had to bring it up and say, oh, well, yeah, and by the way, he can't have children. Wait, you think
0: he forgot? No, you he, put
1: him on a list, or is it a rule? If you only have one testicle, you can't have children because it's a I rule mean, for you.
0: He and his wife probably— Did you learn
1: nothing from this movie? He and his
0: wife probably fight about it all the time. I'm sure it's, it's on his mind constantly. <laughs>
1: fight about his one testicle. Couldn't help it. It got pulled off by an alligator. How did
0: you know that's how it happened?
1: Oh, a wild wow. guess. Alligators are constantly biting off single testicles.
0: I mean, he lives in Florida, so, you know, that's how most of the one bald people in Florida live, well, you he, know. Well, like...
1: then he should have known better. He should have yeah. read the pamphlet before he decided to move there.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like chapter one, expect to lose a testicle, <laughs> and it lists the ways how— Building a still, <laughs> running from cops, alligator.
0: Just alligator. No further explanation. Alligator. <laughs> That's
1: right. The signs next to the swamps have a guy being pulled into the swamp by a testicle. Yeah, yeah. From, can, honestly, by an alligator. you know,
0: I, I mean, I, I truly feel, and I am not the biggest fan of the government of the state of Florida, but I really feel in this case, they've done everything they can. It's just, it's... it's <laughs> It's your responsibility after a certain point.
1: You know, when when you move there, and if you were, you're born there, you're used to the you know the public service announcements for children aimed specifically at boys. <laughs> <laughs> but I think their their choice of mascot for it, Snappy the alligator, yeah, really sent out a very you know contradictory not helpful. Message. Well, they made Cause it yeah. You, you wanted to be friends with They made with him snappy. too cuddly.
0: Yeah, they made him too friendly.
1: Yeah, but didn't you ever wonder why he started every PSA patting his belly and going,
0: ah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like you said, it's contradictory messaging. You know, it's confusing to a child.
1: We are delaying so hard, Steve. <laughs> we've we've literally pursued <laughs> this fucking bonkers, bunkers thing instead of going so, directly into the, the movie. So, so any, do you so, think
0: we should? So anyway, Hitler. <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, Steve, I'm going to have to start calling you so that uh, you can show me how to shave because I'm not looking in a mirror again. There's no way. There's no way I'm going to be able to do you it. You
0: just call me and hold your phone up and I you know, we'll, we'll, you can FaceTime me and I'll just guide you and be, "Okay, a little to the left." There you go. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Of course. You, I'm happy to friend. do it. I'm happy to do it. <laughs>
1: All right, are you ready to run into this fucking movie?
0: <laughs> are you, am I ready to run into the world of Downfall? Nazi Germany <laughs> in its final of, days? Yay! <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It'll be great. We're going to have so much fun. Yep. Okay, Steve. Let's you and I bundle up all of our belongings. Yes. Grab our children by the hand. Mm-hmm. Let's avoid the people roaming the streets just hanging citizens and accusing them of supporting the Bolsheviks. Are you guys starting to see what's going to
0: (laughs) happen? It's going to be a laugh a minute. Here we go.
1: And let's you and I try to make it past the Soviet front, which is, I guess, next door.
0: Yeah, it's real close.
1: run into the world... Of the fucking goddamn downfall <laughs> of this podcast, no. Steve, <laughs> take it away.
0: Oh, boy. Well, you know we start with some documentary footage. Do we? Yes, we do. Of the real life Traudel the real of the real Traudel mm-hmm. and she, of course, yeah. tells us before we meet the fictional version of herself or the the dramatized version of herself that um, she became Hitler's secretary in the bunker. And that, yep. And that it, uh, she uh, sometimes thinks about that and gets angry with her younger self
1: because she didn't ask for more money.
0: Yeah, because yeah, exactly. Like, come on, what's Hitler? Yeah, he, he, she should ask
1: for more money. She's it, gonna be the secretary to Hitler for fuck's
0: sake. And is he gonna take it with him? Come on.
1: Was she upset because she only got? holy shit steve i can't do this you need to you,
0: you need to say what you were gonna my, say my joke
1: is so bad my joke is so bad and it say just it. leapt straight to the front say of my it. brain say it say it was she angry
0: oh wow that's bad <laughs> <laughs> i told you it was bad that's like oh man i'm so proud of you and all that's
1: almost I, as bad as that time i did the zyklon b joke
0: i'm i'm so proud of you and also don't like, be so horrified. i'm not that that came out of your mouth <laughs> that's a,
1: it is hor- it is bad you need to protect me from this to, you really I, do i need
0: to protect you from yourself
1: <laughs> yes, you do, because I don't know. Oh, okay, just keep going. Okay. Keep going. Okay. So she, she, because... she,
0: she finds it difficult to forgive herself, she says. Um, That's right. For doing that, because she thinks that she should have known mm-hmm. better. And then we cut into the narrative part of the movie, and it's uh, 19... I, I think we, we, we... You do the... You, Nin- it's 1942. 1942, and uh, young mm-hmm. Troutle is there with four other women, and they are mm-hmm. being taken... Uh, through um, the town to to uh, Hitler's headquarters.
1: They're so walking in the woods, having a nighttime walking in the woods interview because that's how they did all interviews, job interviews in Germany at it was, the time, is it, you yeah. walk them through the woods to a to a command post. It's Hitler's command post, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's,
0: it's, uh, they give the name in German. I can't remember what it's called, but it translates as the Wolf's Lair. Um, that's it's one yeah. of the, the things about Hitler, and one of the things that you know honestly makes him such a pathetic loser is that he he referred he liked to refer to himself as the wolf. Mm-hmm. So because he was a because he was a
1: well he liked to name things after animals. What was the name of his getaway in Austria? wasn't wasn't it the eagle's nest? Yes,
0: that's right. Yeah, God, he was such a loser. Um, Yeah But but yeah So she and these other women You
1: did Unfortunately a lot of the stuff That he named was Was never uh, Didn't survive the war The hamster wheel
0: Yeah I would have loved to have seen Hitler's hamster wheel
1: (laughs) The dog trolley
0: The fish tank He just named everything
1: Yeah he just named everything after animals if it had anything to do yeah, with him. Yeah. You know, oh, look, it's my <laughs> trout tea tray service. <laughs> Hooray.
0: Okay. Do we
1: really have to call it that? Yes, we do.
0: <laughs> he is the Fuhrer. You have to do what he says.
1: Anyway, they get hustled in this room. The guy's saying, All right, you guys are being interviewed to be Hitler's secret personal secretary. And they're like, Go oh, goody gumdrops, because they're old boy. And they're like, How do we address Hitler? And he says, Oh, you know don't
0: yeah wait for him to talk to you <laughs> he'll
1: come in he'll come in your soul will leave your body for a second you You'll feel is chill your are it's basically your soul being damned to hell don't worry everyone feels it's completely <laughs> normal <laughs> and then hitler comes in and he greets every single one of them right yes yes ask them where they're from and he gets down to Troutle, who's at the very end, and uh, he invites her into the office, and he's, she's going to take dictation.
0: Yeah, right. And uh, he introduces her to his—he has his dog Blondie. Um,
1: yeah, Blondie's there, and he's like, "Don't worry, Blondie's not gonna yeah. hurt
0: you." Yeah. And, and then he sits down behind his desk, and he's like, "Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dictate a speech to you, and you just—that's right. So you know."
1: And he's like, "Before coming home from war, pick up eggs, <laughs> bacon." <laughs> You know, a side of hatred, Resign that contract from Satan.
0: <laughs> and and Troutel is typing, but after a certain point, she kind of stops and freezes. Yes. And Hitler pulls out a Luger and shoots her in the back of the head. No, no he doesn't. He doesn't. He, doesn't. he, does go, he do? goes up to her and he just kind of looks at her for a second. I think he like pats her on the shoulder or something. And he says, why don't we try it again? Mm-hmm. And he's not like mad or anything. He's just like, ah, you know, whatever you get you, you, he's <laughs> yeah. like you know what you get one you get one and then i'll kill you so let's just try it again and uh, sure <laughs> and then and then we cut to her coming out into the out of the office and she tells the other girls i got the job so
1: i've damned myself <laughs> and they go
0: yay i'll be haunted by this day for the rest of my life
1: and then we cut immediately to two and a half years yeah
0: later. and things aren't going so well
1: we're in berlin it's the 20th of april yeah and it's Hitler's birthday.
0: It's Hitler's birthday.
1: They keep sending party clowns to the bunker, and they keep getting blown up in the street.
0: Yeah, the Russians aren't fucking around at this point.
1: They've sent for the Vienna balloon man, but he's not answering any telephone No, calls. he's not.
0: He's too smart for that. He's like, fuck you.
1: It's been five years that we came up with the Vienna balloon man <laughs> joke. And it keeps coming back. Balloon! Balloon! Um, Berlin's pretty fucked up, isn't
0: it? It's all fucked up. Yeah, it's been bombed. It's... I I think it's fair to say it's been bombed to shit.
1: Yeah, basically. We cut to the bunker and all of the generals and this happens over and over again. <laughs> yes. Hey Hitler, um things are bad and the Russians have surrounded us and we have no we have nobody. We please can we leave, please? <laughs> And what's Hitler say?
0: He says, no, "No, we're not going anywhere. You're not leaving. I'm not leaving.
1: Don't you worry. We've developed a UFO that's going to come and is going to, you know, stop everybody. And I'm going to make up a whole bunch of... We're going to make up battalions that don't exist and people who aren't alive anymore. (laughs) And they're going to... You'll see. Don't worry about it. And we get to see inside the bunker where all the generals are quietly shitting their pants constantly. Um, And they're calling out to the field and they're asking, w- where are these guys? Are they going to show up? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no one, did, unless you were like Russians. And they're like, no. So then we cut to a meeting and Himmler's there. Yeah.
0: And Himmler's like, all right, y'all, we need to do something about this. Because if if he yeah. insists on staying in Berlin and he wants all of us to stay in Berlin with him, that this is over, mm-hmm. like we're you know the Russians, the Russians are gonna kill us, you guys. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm
1: gonna go and I'm gonna go surrender. Yeah, I'm gonna start talking. Right, to him. I'm gonna try to use politics. And he goes, right, Hitler, and Hitler goes, nope,
0: <laughs> I don't think so.
1: But Himmler's gonna go do it anyway. Yeah, and also and, and, because they're fucking doomed. And and,
0: and and Himmler leaves, but before he goes, one of Himmler's uh, lieutenants is this guy Fagelin. And he is, Feiglin. and he is Ava Braun's brother-in-law. So yes. he's he's married to yeah, her. Yeah. So he he says to Fagelin, he says, "Hey, you know, talk to Ava, see if she can talk to Hitler, and see if she can convince him to leave." And Fagelin's like, "Yeah, oh, sure, sure, whatever." Um, mm. And then Himmler's like, "Bye." Because they
1: all know what they all know what they've done. They all know what's going to happen. Yes. They're all either they're either going to be shot on site by the by the Soviet army, or they're going to be captured, put on trial and then hung. right
0: because the war is they, all, they, they know. all know that the war is lost at this point and that yeah
1: well more than that they knew that they were doing something that was unacceptable to the the wider world oh absolutely himmler seems to think oh you know I'll just say it's just like any other war and I'll just go and and I don't know he says it at one point to uh, while he's leaving I'm not sure if you know, if I should... Because sh- he's already been in contact with Eisenhower. Oh, yes. He's like, I'm not sure if I should shake his hand or give the Hitler salute. Whatever, everything will be fine. You'll see. I'll be alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to be great, you guys.
0: Uh, <laughs> We're going to laugh about this. Everything will be this. great.
1: By the- <laughs> don't tell Hitler what I'm doing. Or do. I don't care because I know he's doing <laughs> I'm not
0: coming back.
1: <laughs> he's telling that to Speer, who is the... Nazi architect. Yes. He was the one that was going to be designing the great big huge, well we see it, Na- yeah. The model Nazi land. of what he, Nazi, <laughs> welcome to Nazi land. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they have this big model spread out and Hitler's constantly talking about, oh, we're going to build a city and the ruins, the bombings are a good yeah. thing because it's easier to clear this rubble is, than it is to... Yeah,
0: th- th- this is the first little uh, hint we get of Hitler's attitude toward Germany, which is, he's fine with it being destroyed. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, fine with it. He keeps coming yeah. up with how it's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: For now. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he's there with Speer and Spears, like I mean, oh, this is it. This is yeah, unless you can shrink yourself down and live in this model. <laughs> this is it. You're not. This isn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> and Troutle and Ava um, are there, and Ava's just like he's the führer. He can do whatever he wants because people are constantly telling him we 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 need to leave. Right.
0: You need to leave.
1: We need to yeah. leave. Intercut in this sequence, we meet the doctor, Dr. Uh, Kratzenfuhrer Bonken, Bonken. What's his name? Uh, he's the Schen- is it I Schenk? Remember his
0: Dr. Schenk?
1: Name. Yeah, Dr. Schenk, and he's an SS doctor. And throughout Germany, he's, uh, Hitler is given, what? what is the name of the order? I can't remember. He's given basically all the political parties are to destroy everything that they have in Yeah, And that's what they're doing. Yeah and he's left behind at the hospital because he's like, what about all the injured people? What about the civilians? And they're like, fuck them. They're like, fuck them. They're all leaving, and they're leaving him behind. After the scene where uh, Hitler gropes the model of the city that will never be built, but he's still so delusional that he thinks it will be, we cut to a one-armed father, and I think it's implied that he lost his arm in in this war, Mm -hmm. in World War II, and he's out to get his son. And what's his son doing, Steve? His, son, his little son, Peter. His son
0: is a member of a group of child soldiers who who are yeah. an anti tank battery for the Nazi army. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: And his son calls him a coward. The other kids are just as fanatic, right? Yeah. They're saying, you know, we're going to fight forever. Your son's about to get an award from the Fjord because he blew up two tanks. Um, and his son calls him a coward and he runs off. Yeah. Cut to the next uplifting scene, <laughs> where all of the generals stand around a map and sweat.
0: <laughs> yeah, because they know how this is going to go.
1: Yeah, because they're like, oh, by the way, um, we don't have anybody. We're throwing corpses at the Russians, but it doesn't seem to be working. Um, we need bullets because they've cut all the supply lines. And uh, oh, by the way, maybe the civilians you might think about. And he's, Hitler's like, fuck them. Fuck them, and oh, by the way, I want you to get these guys who don't exist anymore to come over here. (laughs) I want you to get this battery to come over here, and... um, and that's it. We're going to be fine. You'll see. Everything will be fine. Yeah, we'll he, be, he, I'm a genius. He seems
0: to have this, and this this recurs with Hitler several times in the movie. Because this scene we're talking about is not even the scene that the meme is made from. It's a very similar scene, but this is not yet that it's scene. It's a similar. Scene. Um, he doesn't but, lose his patience. No, He's, not he, yeah. He doesn't completely go off in this, but um, mm. but he has this idea that well, all we need to do is wait for reinforcements to show up, and then we can turn this whole thing around. Like that seems to be oh, his- Oh, do
1: you mean the reinforcements that don't exist? Exactly. Hitler, is that what you mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, he seems to think like, well, you know- Unless he's... you
1: haven't noticed, everybody's dead now. Everybody's
0: dead, man. <laughs> we don't have anybody else. <laughs>
1: But Hitler has to go outside so he can greet all of the children who have been fighting Russian soldiers.
0: Yes, the children in his army now, because everything's going so well. You, you know that the war is going well when the children are fighting. <laughs> That's always a good sign that you're just about to win. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And Peter gets his medal and... Uh, he appears frail, weak. Yes, yes. His he hands has, shaking constantly. He, he
0: holds his one hand behind his back all the time, and that's the one that has the really bad tremor.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, who's with him? Creepy specter of death, Goebbels. Oh, Goebbels, yes, Goebbels. <laughs> <laughs> and they go back inside, and the secretaries talk about, "Oh, are you going to leave?" And they're like, "No, I'm going to stay with him until the end." Besides, I mean, uh, uh, Troutle is like. I can't, uh, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go back home and tell them that I... Because apparently her parents, her family told him, don't go, don't work for him, come home.
0: And she doesn't want to have to hear him say, I told you so.
1: Right, exactly. So she's going to stay there because there's still a part of her and several of the staff members, notably women, who believe that he will somehow save them. Yeah. That he is the genius, the savior of Germany, and that somehow he's going to, you know, snatch... Victory from the jaws of defeat at any moment, and it's becoming increasingly clear as this thing starts to weigh heavier and heavier on him that that is not going to be the case. In the meantime, he's making decisions that is going to kill everyone in Berlin. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he's just
0: and he knows he does it. Doesn't care. Yeah, people are telling him that that will kill the the that'll you know mm-hmm. doom the civilian population, if- and he's like fuck them.
1: But he falls back on that golden oldie, you know, only the ones, you know, he's like only the ones that will survive the battle are, you know, going to be inferior. He is now passing judgment on the German people, which yeah. I guess was inevitable where he was going to pull up his old eugenics bullshit. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> basically, because in, in his eyes, yeah. they failed him. You know, yes. he tried to lead them. He tried to show them the better way. And oh, they're now they've, they've failed him. They weren't strong enough. So it's their fault. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Meanwhile, we get to experience Eva Braun's mania, as she really pretends that nothing's wrong by throwing a party.
0: <laughs> <Yep>.
1: <laughs> she leads everybody upstairs, and everyone's drinking, and everybody's... and she's forcing people to dance, and people are kind of doing it, and um Troutle suddenly has a realization that... uh this isn't right. <laughs> she has like a freak out. She's, she's like, she's going to be sick to her stomach. She's starting to feel like, you know... What was it she said? That this is This is an ending. This is something that I can't wake up from. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She has a full-on panic attack. And thankfully, she excuses herself from the dance floor right before we send them a good old American, or I think in this case, Russian gift, which is a bomb that <laughs> blows in through the windows. People are screaming... And she has to run back to the bunker. Meanwhile, we meet this general who has been told, who's yelling over the radio, that he is exactly where he's supposed to be, right? Yeah. He's been defending it this part of Germany, but he has been told that he's to be shot because they think, because Hitler received bad information that he has left. Right, right, right. That he abandoned his post. And so he's like, I am to be shot, and he... He marches all the way into, you know, into the bunker. He goes up to the guy and he says, Hello, I'm here for my three uh, three o'clock being shot in the head. And they're like, Okay, uh, wait around here. We'll figure it out. And then he doesn't get shot. (laughs) Does he? In fact he gets commended for his work. Yeah
0: and he get well he gets promoted. And like he he gets told that and he, he says, Oh Hitler really liked your report and he's promoted you to the commander of defence for the city of Berlin and the general says I'd rather he had shot me it shot me, yeah.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile Schenk is running around the hospital. Um, Because everything's been taken out, right? All of the the files, anything that they can... And he's just basically the only person running around the hospital. Yeah. And um, he comes up upon... I'm fucking... I'm going to do part of the real review now. He comes up to a pile of dead soldiers... Yeah. ...who have been stripped of their clothes. Mm -hmm. And the filmmaker had to know what that had to be reminiscent of. Yeah. Right? Of course. And it's one of those scenes that kind of reinforces... Please remember that Hitler didn't just do this to the, the populace that he, I mean, he concentrated on them as scapegoats, but in the end, he turned on everybody. Yeah. In the end, everybody, he treated everybody like this. Um and then he continues to search around, and then we find that they've left behind who, Steve? Uh,
0: an entire room full of, looks like uh, mostly elderly people. And, and, and mostly elderly. Yeah, people, people. in beds. Yeah. I mean, basically you get the impression that these people have just been abandoned to die in this one room in this hospital. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, we cut back to the bunker. The generals are getting drunk. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're just getting drunk. We got the Peter, who has a really bad time. Little Peter, the little boy. Yeah. He's getting ready to, to blow him up another tank. And the guy who's with him gets shot in the head. Yeah. And then the Russians start shooting at him. And he's like, fuck bullshit. <laughs> and he has Bye. to run away. <laughs> I guess my father was right. Don't know.
0: Stupid Peter. <laughs> what was I
1: thinking? <sighs> We got back to the bunker and we have another scene where he's surrounded by sweaty generals who have to give him even more bad news.
0: Wow, this keeps happening.
1: I know. He's like what happened here? Uh well, you know, they I think they surrendered. And this is when he gets angry.
0: Yeah, and this is the meme scene. This, this is and
1: this is the meme scene.
0: And what he's he actually He dismisses Yeah, well, what 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 yeah, he, he dismisses everybody except for the senior most generals and of course Goebbels, who is uh-huh. always there. Um and he's angry because there, there was a one particular general named General Steiner who uh, Hitler had said, OK, have, have Steiner come up and attack the Russians and, you know, force them back away from the city. And yeah. then they tell him, well, Steiner didn't do that because he, he basically he's stuck like he doesn't he he's pinned down and he can't get out to come. And he
1: doesn't have the men.
0: He doesn't have the yeah. men. He's like he he couldn't do it um and hitler's like but i ordered him to do it <laughs> you know <laughs> like and that's what he's pissed about like i it, that that was an order i told him to do it and then he goes off about how the the army the army has failed him and the generals are all cowards and the military mm,
1: and how he should have killed all of them like stalin killed his generals
0: yeah and how and then he goes on this megalomaniacal rant about how like i took over all of europe and i never even went to military school and you know i did it all by myself
1: And the Germans are like that much is very much apparent.
0: (laughs) He's like, Yeah, you sure you you sure didn't. You sure did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I bet. Yeah, we all know you went to art school, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I'm gonna have to go home and kill my entire family because of you, you stupid. (laughs) And meanwhile everyone is after he clears the room, everyone is outside. One of the secretaries starts crying. Yeah. It's very much that now what's actually happening is starting to hit him. Yeah, Right. yeah. Um, I think this is the first time he starts talking about him being dead. Right, Right. yeah. Where he's making, where he's now making plans to be dead. Yeah. And, um, and then we have more scenes, uh, Troutel and uh, Everbrown go outside briefly to smoke because no one can smoke in Hitler's presence. He hates them. Just so that anyone doesn't know. Um, yeah, he hated smoking, he didn't drink, and he was a vegetarian. Right. So any meals that were going to be served were going to be vegetarian to the point in which the generals... Uh, actually, it was Ava that complains about it when... She's talking to Troutle at a different part of the movie where she's saying, like, you can't get to know him. There's no way to get to know him. All he would ever talk about is his dog and vegetarian vegetarianism. Vegetarian yeah, yeah. Now how she hated she hated Blondie. Yeah, his German she, Shepherd. And she, she, and she him, would, would kick. Him. She
0: would kick the dog when he wasn't around. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh well, fuck you too. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. How much sympathy do you have for Hitler's
0: dog? I, I mean, no. I have more sympathy for Hitler's dog than I have for any of the dog. Should have known better. <laughs> that dog knew what he was getting into.
1: In fact, the very oh. we, we neglected to mention this, but when they came in to interview. Um, they they had to wait outside because he was busy doing what
0: um, feeding, feeding the dog. dog yeah yeah yeah
1: <sighs> and do you know
0: do you know what he was do you know what he was feeding the dog oh god his god. other ball
1: <laughs> it was Blondie that took the first one <laughs> never got a taste for it
0: <laughs> that's how they you know was just that, waiting yeah, around once once the dog gets a taste for it there's nothing you can do.
1: Little did Blondie know that Blondie would be the first one to involuntary, involuntarily commit suicide. That's true,
0: that's true. <sighs>
1: so it kind of goes on like this for a little while. Yes, yes it, it
0: does, yes. There's a cycle that sort of happens where um, Hitler gets bad news from the generals, uh, he throws a little tantrum, then he, but, but he mm-hmm. still, but it's weird, like he, he sticks to this, this delusion that well but we can still turn this around and win this but then he also mm-hmm. starts speaking like at at dinners and and conversations with people speaking very casually about his imminent suicide you know yes
1: exactly um uh, doesn't the flying lady and her husband show up yes yes the pilots and they're still very much supporting him and um so he gets the news that himmler has drafted terms for surrender. And has, I think he sent them to the Russians? Yes. It was either the Russians or the Americans, and Hitler has found out about it. And this is, I think, the most crushing blow to him in this process. Because as far as 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 far as he was concerned, Himmler was the one that was never going to turn up. Mm-hmm. him. Himmler was the one that was always going to support him, and now it looks like Himmler has betrayed him, went against his orders, and started to organize for the surrender. Now, this was strictly, on Himmler's part, um, his own... He thought stupidly that if he did this, he could avoid... That he would be able to negotiate with other governments at this point, like they were a civilized government. They'd be able to come to terms. Right. And that somehow, through politics and diplomacy, that his life would be saved. I he Himmler himself did not understand how, at this point nobody wanted Germany to be a thing anymore. Right, yeah, there was that was
0: completely, yeah, nothing other than unconditional surrender would have been accepted, yeah.
1: hmm And he honestly thought that he would not get hung. Yeah. He did not think he, he, he figured it out because him killed himself. Yeah. But, I mean... <laughs> He honestly thought that he would be able to negotiate with the Allied forces and be able to negotiate some sort of truce or or armistice, and that was not going to happen. But when Hitler finds out, he freaks the fuck out, and he tells the Flying Lady, "No, what I need, to, what I need you to do is, I need you to kill."
0: Himmler. Yeah, I want you to go find Himmler and kill him. Oh, that's okay. right. Uh, right okay, now, I guess that's <laughs> what I'll do then. <laughs>
1: And so, um, I I don't think we see her again. No, do we? No. I don't think she leaves, um, because a lot of people are getting orders from Hitler and they're not doing what he's telling them
0: to do. Yeah, yeah, because right? what I, it, it, you know, once Hitler is out of earshot, like all of the the senior military people know that he's lost it, that he's nuts, or that he's delusional, or whatever, and they're like, yeah, okay, what, like, you know, what are we supposed to do? Like, we can't mm-hmm. do what he's telling us to do. <laughs> it's impossible
1: hmm but oh boy Steve, guess who has brought his whole family to the bunker?
0: oh, it's it's uh Joe Goebbels, yeah, yeah. Magda Goebbels and the Goebbels kids. they're all here this yeah,
1: the singing Goebbels the, the von Trapp
0: family. <laughs> only the opposite of that oh,
1: <laughs> are we going are you are we going to skip that part? are we
0: were they oh where, were they where we... they sing a, a delightful little song for Hitler?
1: You know what part I'm fucking talking about? You know what I'm talking about. I mean, I'll. Uh, you know what? I'll walk away, and you can do the part because you know what part I'm talking about. Stop doing that to me. Anyway, um, Hitler has a nice conversation with the doctor uh, about what's the best way to kill yourself. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, you put the cyanide capsule in your mouth and you bite on it at the same time that you blow your brains out. That way, your death is guaranteed.
0: <laughs> that way, if you miss when you shoot yourself in the head, the poison will kill you.
1: Yes. Right, exactly. It's guaranteed. And then what do they do, Steve? What do they do to test it? What do they do?
0: Oh, they, they give it to the dog, right? They give yeah, it they to give it to Blondie. Yeah.
1: And they're like, it, oh, it works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, god. Then we briefly cut to the children who are still fighting. Cut back to the bunker where the generals are either drunk or asleep sitting up in chairs. Oh. Cut back to the little there was a girl with braids that was fighting and she's mm. dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> Pete Peter's fully like I've made a mistake. <laughs> this is not how this
0: should have gone.
1: <laughs> this is stupid. Meanwhile Hitler is even though he's been consulting a doctor about killing himself um, he's still on and on about you know we can snatch victory from the jaws we will you will see you I'm good and you and that's going to and fuck the german people they deserve they're all tra- everybody's a traitor you're a double traitor because <laughs> <sighs> he's this is where he's there's an intellectual part of him that knows this, this is over. Yes. Everybody else knows this is over. Everybody. And all of the arguments are trying to convince him of the truth of it. And there's a part of him that knows this and it's devouring him. As he I mean, if you've noticed in the physical performance from Gantz, how it just seems to deteriorate and becomes more haunched. Yeah. His his walk has become slower. Um you know, Speer comes in and he's like, you know, I would have, you know, I'm, I'm loyal to you, but I'm going to disobey this order. You know, because he tells Speer to stay, doesn't he? He yeah. says, don't go. Yeah. And Speer's like, look, I respect you, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave. And once again, Hitler gets upset because another person that he thought was very loyal to him has you know is going to betray him he's going to try to do what he can to stay alive by the way at work Speer lives until like 2002 or something like that he lives a yeah long he, life.
0: yeah 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 well because he yeah he
1: most he, of the guys that survive this are captured by russia and they're not released until 1955
0: yeah a few of them are executed um, after the nuremberg trials but most of them are imprisoned and are either die in prison or kill themselves or are eventually released
1: mm-hmm. peter makes it home to his dad he's got a fever. His mom's taking care of him and they're like, well... She's like, he has a fever. And he's like, well, at least yeah. he's alive. Mm-hmm. Right? I and mean, get get ready to...
0: <laughs> That's not the end for Peter.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. <sighs> Cut to dinner where Hitler is rehashing his old things about compassion being a primal sin and it's how it's... Uh, compassion is for the weak. And... I don't know how people can continue to just keep eating yeah every, oh this, this is where he finds out about Himmler. Himmler
0: yeah yeah yeah. and he has the biggest tantrum which of all which makes
1: for an awkward dinner yeah
0: yeah <laughs> And then I think this is, it's, 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 uh, the, the, not the scene right after this, but a scene very close after this is when, um, one of his generals meets with him because he, he, after he finds out about Himmler, he wants them to bring, uh, Fagelin in because Fagelin is one of Himmler's yes. subordinates. So,
1: and they're like, we don't yeah, know where. They, they, well,
0: this, the general comes to Hitler and he's like, okay, so we looked for him and he's not here. And Hitler's like, I want Fagelin, 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 and he just throws a little tantrum. And they're like, All right, dude, fine, shit, okay, I'll I'll go find him.
1: Jesus Christ, God damn it! (laughs) Meanwhile, the doctor, after Hitler tells him, "I'll take the blame for all of the sick experiments you did during the war," (laughs) which is what he did, he said, "Don't worry, don't worry." Medical science will appreciate all the sick, twisted fucking shit. Yeah. Oh, by, th- thanks for the uh, arsenic lecture. That was great. Uh, but don't worry. When you get captured, they'll all blame me, and you'll you'll be fine. And the doctor's smart enough to know, no, they won't. No, they won't. So he goes home, Then he has dinner with his yes, family. Yes, he does. His son, his wife. And he's like, how was your day, dear? And he's like, I... I taught Hitler how to kill himself. <laughs> and um, my dog is insistent on coming up on my lap because I think she knows that I am I'm going through what can only be called a crisis of faith at this point. Um, <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, this is very good dinner. I've brought dessert, <laughs> which are two hand grenades. Boom. Boom. And he blows his family up. Yep. Meanwhile, soldiers found Fagelin. He's been sleeping with a prostitute to the fact that his wife is like, you know.
0: Ava uh, Brown's sister.
1: Ava Brown, no, oh, pregnant. Oh, that's right, pregnant, yeah. Ava comes running in and begs Hitler not to kill Fagelin. And he's like, well, he was Him- Himmler's adjunct. Yeah. And so, I want to kill him, and if I can't kill him, guess who gets to die? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, please don't. And he's like, who am I? And she's like, a baby. And he's like, that's right. So, she has to accept the fact that her, bro- her brother-in-law is about to be killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The generals hash over how they're going to, well, die. <laughs> Basically, over <laughs> a map again. They're like, all this red area, this whole red map is where the Russians are, and this tiny little blue part is what's left of Berlin.
0: This is us.
1: Mm -hmm. And look, we even drew you and Ava dead. Look at that. (laughs) In a pit. But he's still doing this whole, we'll do this pincher yeah. movement, where these guys will come from here, and those guys will come from there, you'll see. I've been luring them all into yeah, a trap. Yeah, he tells,
0: I think it... Oh, you mean it, is it the
1: crazy brain? Yeah,
0: That's a trap? It's the, uh, is it the, the earlier, when he's talking to the pilot lady...
1: Oh, when he's talking to, and, yeah. And her
0: husband, and he's like, oh, don't worry, but this is re- all a decoy, mm-hmm. you know, like...
1: But he says it again to the to the freaking generals again, and they're like, this is like, weird. Yeah. Meanwhile, they capture Vegelin and they lead him outside and then they shoot him. Uh-huh. Just straight matter of fact. And um, then Twaudel has to uh, do his last, well, it's not his last will and testament. He's writing up his, what is it? His testament to something. It's just him to get more of his hate out. I yeah, guess. basically, yeah. He's like, I'm super great, and the German people are sucky, and if they've been better, this totally would have worked out, but it didn't, and I'm I'm awesome, and uh, I'm going to be awesome when I die. <laughs> and then he gets married. Yay. In a, 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 just, you know,
0: a quiet little civil ceremony.
1: Sure, sure, sure. You know what I love about what? this movie? Hitler does the things that normal people do at the very end of his life.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, gets his affairs in order.
1: And and he doesn't do them, you know, if he had gotten married to Ava Brown before the war, it would have been the most massive event in Germany. Oh, yeah. Right? If there would have been no ending to it. He probably would have worn a crown. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, who knows what would have happened, right? But instead he's getting married by this clerk who has to ask him about his who, who I love this. Has to ask Adolf Hitler if if he's of pure Aryan descent. Yeah,
0: yeah. And someone actually and tells him this like, is the it's, Fuhrer. It's, it's Hitler <laughs> <laughs> Ixnay on the Ur Peudble.
1: Mm hmm. But they're getting married in this dingy room. There's only a hand people a handful of people there that clap, right? There's barely, I mean, twaddle witnesses, kind of from a side room, right? Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Germany's falling to shit. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> it's, it's just, it's falling to shit. He very, very briefly says that Western democracies are are decadent, and that the Eastern, I, I think he's alluding to Jer- Japan. Uh, Japan. Yeah he, said,
0: yeah. he says the Eastern people will overwhelm them or something. Yeah.
1: They have discipline. Yeah. Right. And then we have yet another map scene. (laughs) (laughs) Because things always... So far, maybe they're thinking, this time it'll work. This time, he'll get the point. But he just kind of stares at the map and walks off, right? He turns to his main attache, this super tall German dude. And he's like, hey, um, listen. (laughs) I don't want them putting my body up in a museum. And the guy didn't say, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who, when have we ever done that when has ever, anyone ever done putting a body up in a museum for people to see because his ego is so great that he honestly believes that if they, can't, if they get a hold of his body that even his body would be you know put up in a museum for people yeah. to come and see hey kids you want to go see Hitler's body again
0: oh dad come on Why?
1: <laughs> no it'll be great no, it won't. You've got this weird World War II thing where you're obsessed with the German army. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, he, Hitler says, he's, he basically says, me and Ava are going to, you know, take care of ourselves, and yeah. I want you to make sure that the Russians don't get a hold of my body. And uh, right, he's so like, okay.
1: I want you to go get some gasoline, and I want you to burn to dig a hole, and you're going to burn us up so that they can never find our body." And he's like, okay. You got it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Schenk has been working with another doctor who I think is dying of tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. And they both get called into the bunker, right? Yeah, they do get called into the bunker. Yeah. And I cannot for the life of me remember why. Do you remember is, why? I
0: think, is this the scene where he tells Hitler how to kill himself? This might no, be that's the scene a where where different doctor.
1: That's a different doctor. It's it's Schenk the the good doctor who is constantly trying to save soldiers and civilians, and yeah. he gets called in to the bunker, and they come with the the nurse that loses nurse. her shit. <laughs> it's like, you can do it, you can save us, you have you poop weapons and bullets and ammunition, please! <laughs> please tell me you invented robots and UFOs, yeah. tell me that the, you've been to the, the hollow earth and you brought back dinosaurs to help fight... <laughs> and i can't remember why he's he's there for a reason but i cannot remember why meanwhile the generals are just drinking right Shanks sits yeah, down they're like fuck and they're this just, yeah they are fucking loaded uh, his attache had them empty all of the cars in the garage of gasoline and bring those bring those up um because they're getting ready for it they're getting ready for it um what happens next what happens uh,
0: Hitler, everybody gathers together. Oh, no, wait.
1: Ava. Eva and Troutel have a heart-to-heart about that, yeah. how hard it is to know Hitler. And That's then right. Ava gives her a coat. Yeah. Gives her an expensive...
0: Here, I want you to have one of my fur coats.
1: It'll make it easier for when you try to escape out of Berlin.
0: <laughs> yeah, because nobody will notice a young woman trying to escape in a fur coat.
1: Right, Exactly. Then Ava puts on some lipstick and Hitler has his last meal, which is raviolis. Mm-hmm. Ravioli Yeah, Raviolis. And he thanks and and here's the scene. I mean, this scene kinda sums up why this movie is so important. Because we've all we've all gotten used to the angry shouting cartoon Hitler, right? Yeah. And it's just a shot of a broken man hunched over a plate. Eating ravioli.
0: Yeah, just shoveling food into his mouth, spooning it into his mouth.
1: He knows he's going to die. He knows that there is not, I mean, he has to know at this point that there is no, there's no, no, not going to be a Third Reich. Everything he's done is collapsed around him. He has no faith in any of the generals to continue on his legacy. There's nothing. There's no, he even makes fun, in this, he actually makes fun of the idea of escaping having to sleep in a farmhouse and then trying to lead something from afar, which is one of the conspiracy theories about Hitler, right? Yeah. Is that he managed to escape and he, you know, went to Argentina and died of old age, and this, this correctly points out, he was too much of an egotist to do that.
0: Yeah, he would never have, he couldn't even have conceived of doing that.
1: He wouldn't have been able to live through it, right? He would have just, you know, it would have destroyed him, I guess. Um... This suicide thing was the thing that was the only thing that was going to work. So now we get to say goodbye. <laughs> Everyone forms a line, and he says goodbye to everybody. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. He he kind of meets their eyes. <sighs> Mrs. Mrs. Goebbels is
0: um, a fanatic. Oh yeah, she is a true blue believer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, mean, well, she's one of the. I mean, yeah. everybody is, but I mean, she's, she's one there's an earlier scene, um, Albert Speer before he leaves, she's one of the people that he goes to see privately. And he basically tries to tell her, look, take your kids and get out of here. Mm-hmm. And, and she, she says
1: she can't live. She yeah. doesn't want her kids to live without,
0: uh, without, you know, Nazism without. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's my my I, if without without national socialism, my children don't have a future. And, and Albert Speer Albert Speer is like wow you're crazy and he yeah. and he just kind of leaves Look,
1: i just designed buildings it was a good gig while it lasted but i am gone <laughs> yeah, i'm
0: not i'm not dying for this shit <laughs> like, i'm out of here <sighs>
1: and after he says goodbye they go into the room and a uh, guard in front of the room, and Mrs. Goebbels is like, "No, I gotta talk to him one more time because they all know he's gonna—he's committing suicide." Yes. Right at this point, he opens—he stupidly opens the door. She starts crying. She falls on the floor. She grabs him by the waist. You know, he and he, he's like, "Fuck off! Eh? I'm doing <laughs> something private."
0: Yeah, I'm in the middle of something here.
1: Trowler finds the, the singing gerbil children in the hallway and they said, we haven't eaten anything since breakfast. And Mama said last meal and I don't know what that means. And she's like, okay, I'll get you some bread and some jam. She's feeding them. <laughs> I don't want to get to this part. <laughs> so fucking Hitler finally does what the whole world has been asking him to do. And he kills himself and he kills Ava and they carry the bodies out and they fucking burn them. They burn his bodies, right?
0: Yeah, they sure do.
1: Mm -hmm. And this is another one of those. Could you imagine if Hitler was in power before the war and he died, what kind of funeral that would have been?
0: Oh my God, it would have been the most obnoxious state funeral ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What
1: was his funeral like in real life? A handful of of devoted and some not so devoted generals as they are dumped dumped in a pit and burned. Yep. Yeah, it's like, oh.
0: Hey, six Semper Tyrannus, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and they can only stay out for so long because the bombs are still dropping. Right, they can't even so they have, have like run.
0: a, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. So Peter, we cut to Peter who's running around on the streets, and uh, well, things have gotten real bad, haven't they, Steve?
0: Oh, yeah, well, like, as you alluded to earlier, there are... Um, People being attacked and killed under suspicion of being sympathetic to the to the Soviets
1: mm-hmm which is reminiscent of how they used to kill the Jews prior yeah. to the, the absolutely final salute. you know when they started to yeah. round them up they're being hung with signs on them yeah in the street and uh, Peter gets home and everything's fine The end.
0: Uh, not quite though
1: Peter gets home and everything's fine the end
0: okay and I guess <laughs> our listeners can infer from that that everything is indeed not fine <laughs> There's definitely not his,
1: his, his mom dead shot in the head and his father hanging from a beam in their house.
0: Yeah, definitely that's not what it is.
1: No. Hmm. Meanwhile, the, ger- the the remaining generals who are still alive, including Goebbels, are all fucking arguing now about whether or not they should surrender. And Goebbels is like, no, we'll never do it. We You gave his last orders, and the other guys are like, shut them fuck up, okay? <laughs> Listen,
0: <laughs> You're not even Hitler, man.
1: Meanwhile, an evil chemist um, uh, whips up a nice sleepy time potion. Yeah. For the... for, For,
0: For the Goebbels children.
1: For the Goebbels children. And the oldest Goebbels' children knows that something's up.
0: Yeah, and she's like, I'm not drinking that.
1: And she doesn't. And then she grabs, she shoots her mother in the face and she grabs <laughs> the rest of the kids and they run out oh, of the no. bunker, right?
0: That's that's the Quentin Tarantino version you're thinking of. <laughs> Please
1: make it the Quentin Tarantino version <laughs> then. Can we do that?
0: <laughs>
1: she makes them all drink it and yeah. puts them to sleep.
0: They fall asleep, yep.
1: yeah. Yeah. It, it, you'll be happy to know that 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 chemist fucking dies. <laughs> <in real life. laughs> 1945 is the last year for him. Um, meanwhile, Goebbels has I th- he dictates something to travel. I think it's I'm his quite, it's his will. Yeah. It's uh, is it his will? Yeah. And then we cut to a ske- scene that we're gonna skip. And Steve, if you want to talk about what happens no, in it's it, just, you know, what, it's,
0: it's what happens to the Goebbels children and it's a really, really heartbreaking scene. And it's something that if you, it, that's one of the things I think that gives this movie power. If you know, broadly speaking, what happens in real life, um, you know, that you know what happens to Joseph and Magda Goebbels and you know that they kill their kids before they kill themselves. So as soon as the kids show up in the movie, you you you're waiting for that. It's like sitting over there in the corner and you're like, you know, waiting for that to happen. And mm-hmm. and you know, it does. And, and it doesn't awful. shy and, away from it. You no, know, it and, and it's awful. And you see yep. you see her moving from kid to kid, you know, it's very methodical. There's no, you know there's not like a scene where she just comes in and the door closes and it's inferred, you know, like you see mm-hmm. her do it. Um mm-hmm. and then her and Mister Goebbels, uh, go outside.
1: Nope, she goes to a she goes to a table and she starts uh, playing solitaire.
0: Oh, that's right, she does. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, more and more people have left the bunker. There are fewer people there. Two of the generals that have been present smoke their last cigarettes and kill themselves. Yep. Um, and then we cut to a scene outside. Uh, the radio man. Um, it's like one of the last guys there. Yeah. Right. People go upstairs. Uh, the uh, geez, Goebbels kills his wife and then kills himself. Uh-huh. Um, don't they? Don't even bury. A, they don't even dig a pit for him. No, they just burn they, him right there. Yeah, they just burn him right there. Cut to Peter and things are still bad. He's trying to. He some guys try to run away from a group that are going to hang him. They they kind of get away from him and they. He's now leading people away to hide and run away. And then. Off. <laughs> uh the doctor is getting ready to go because now they're going to they're preparing to surrender. Yeah. Right? They're gonna go get one guy who's in the hospital, and he says, No, I'm not, and he blows his brains out right then and there. <laughs> yep. It just it just keeps going. Troutle and the other secretary are now running with the other um officers. They pass by guys getting surgery and ridiculously guys getting medal for bravery. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know. In an army reading. that no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absurd.
1: And um, there's a guy who shows up that was at the beginning of the film that I don't even think we mentioned. I can't remember his name. I can't remember. He, he hooks up with them as they're sitting camped out and I can't remember his name.
0: Hule. Yes, that's right, yes.
1: And Hule had promised Hitler that he'd kill himself. Right. They're marching towards the Russians the next day. Um, they're all just kind of standing around. Um, the SS says that they're not going, that they won't surrender, that they swore that they never would, or something like that. When Hitler dies, they could die, or something like that. The doctor, Schenck, tells him, tells uh, Traudl, you know, just walk towards the Russian soldiers, don't look anybody in the eye and uh you should be you should be able to make it across because these yeah. guys have been terrified of the russians we're terrified yeah. because the, the, all they've been hearing is how the russians are coming trowdl is walking towards the russians and who rushes up and grabs her hand peter do they know each other they do not but they just keep going don't they
0: yeah, they do and they walk through the 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 russian soldiers yep um yeah
1: and uh, there's a brief moment where she does meet eyes with one Russian soldier who's very drunk, <laughs> and he offers offers her a drink. And uh, Peter, thankfully, leads her off. Shank talks to Huel, and he's, like, baffled that Huel promised to kill himself, right? Yeah, he, he's a like, he, he,
0: he tells, uh, he, he's kind of speaking to everybody, but he's speaking specifically to Huel, like, what are you killing yourself for? Right. Like, what are you what are you dying for now? Like, the war is over. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is the purpose of killing yourself now? But it doesn't work.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, the SS think that the Russians are coming in for them. They all prepare to fight because they're going to fight to the end. And it's not. It is the Brigadier General who is showing them that they have surrendered. And the minute they realize that they have surrendered, two of the guys immediately kill themselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But Traudl and Peter get across the bridge. Peter finds a bicycle. Then they ride away. And then we get a Fast Times at Ridgemont High ending where they tell us what happened to all the characters.
0: A bunch of them went to prison and died.
1: Uh, a lot of them went to prison and got released and lived for a yeah. long
0: time. Uh, a a a very large number of them were released either in the fifties or the seventies, and quite a few of them lived well into the nineties and two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah,
1: including including uh, toddles Troutle, yeah lived until 2002 yeah so if you guys think this is ancient history <laughs> it's not
0: no, no it's definitely not. not and we get one last clip of the real Troutle um mm-hmm. saying that uh, years after the war she was um, she talks about how she tried to sort of separate herself from the war and separate herself from from the Holocaust and the crimes of the Nazis and then one day she mm-hmm. was walking by a memorial to a person. Um, who I think who had died in a concentration camp she or something was like
1: born that. in the same year as she yeah. was and she realized that, that person yeah. had been killed in the street
0: yeah and she, she realized down. that because that, she and I, her last line is I realized that being young was not an excuse yep and, you and then
1: you laugh your way out of the theater and you don't throw yourself in front of a car. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're like Jason, you get up from your chair, you go into your backyard in the cold night and you wonder what the fuck is wrong with you. What is wrong with you, Jason? No one has oh. any answers. You you call your dad and you say, "Dad, <laughs> I try to What's wrong a good with life. me? <laughs> I try to be a good person. What the fuck is wrong with you? Dad doesn't have any answers. He was asleep. He barely knows what's going on. Can't you leave the man alone? He's in and he said then you feel bad about that. So you wake up the whole household and you sit him down and you say I want an intervention and they say about what? And you go, "I don't know. About me? Can I have an intervention about what's wrong with my brain?" And they go, "Well, uh, okay. Well, sometimes you don't uh, always come through on doing you you know the chores sometimes but we figure it's you're tired cuz you got a promotion at work and you're constantly working and you're tired and i'm like no <laughs> someone please it's not what i'm tell talking you about wrong <laughs> and then your dog jumps up on you and you you think i'm not worthy of love from this fucking dog i'm a monster man <laughs> <laughs> cuz you know what you're going to do you know it Steve, tell me what you thought of the movie, so we can move to the serious part, so I can try to (laughs) redeem myself.
0: (laughs) The serious part begins now. Okay. So, this is one of the gutsiest movies I've ever seen. Yep. Um, This is a film that could have gone wrong so easily. There is such a delicate balance that this film strikes and um, a lesser film a film without this this amount of skill and confidence and also restraint um, might have fallen and probably unwittingly um, fallen into the trap of of humanizing these nazis so much that it makes them sympathetic and that it makes us feel bad for them Mm -hmm. Uh, but at least for the worst of them it doesn't do that Uh, it evokes sympathy for some of them uh like dr shank and troutle um but even that like that's uh, peter of course um but that sympathy is complicated you know like with with Troutle, especially because she is undeniably complicit and and Uh and and, and when we see those clips of the real her from the from at the beginning and like she knows that at that point in her life at the end of her life like she realizes that and it haunts her um One of the most frightening and um, instructive aspects of the movie is the way it shows how people who did not share Hitler's vicious bigotry toward non-Aryans could still find themselves serving him and feeling deep loyalty and affection for him. Because that's Troutel. Troutle never seems particularly hateful, doesn't seem even all that interested in the politics. She says it in the movie. Yeah.
1: And they kind of imply this. When she's talking to Ava Brown, she says, but in private, he can be so gentle and compassionate. Yeah. He can be kind. Yeah. And Ava says, when he's not the Fuhrer. Right. Which kind of indicates that there there is a, in Hitler himself, personally, he can be very charismatic and kind and nice. And thoughtful, and he listens, and he can identify. When he first meets Straudel, he says, oh a what was it? Uh, a Munich, it from? a
0: Munich girl? Oh, a Munich yeah.
1: girl." Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the the dangerous part of Hitler. That was the dangerous part of Hitler because he could draw you in, make you feel special, and then you wind up following everything he says because you think you know him, right? Yeah. Now. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Keep well, going. no, it's. I mean, he she gets the job as his secretary, and and she's elated. Mm-hmm. And, and she's not elated because she's a true believer in the Nazi cause. Like I said, she never really seems to have any particular opinion on the large scale activities of that regime. Uh-huh. Um, I think that that conversation you were just referencing is is the most that we get out of her as far as yeah. any particular thoughts she has on that. Um, she's elated to get that job because he's the Führer, because he's the yep. top man, he's the guy in charge. You it's know,
1: arguably the most famous person not only in Germany but in the
0: world. In the world, and and there's prestige attached to that. There's importance. You know, she's the secretary to the leader of her country, and uh-huh. and that's the attraction. And the attraction is to to power not to ideology and it it made me think of you know the last few years here in the united states we've had these numerous examples of people who worked for the Trump administration who either resigned or were fired or who stuck it out until the end but then after he left office they came forward and they'll talk about like oh what a mess it was and how miserable everyone mm. was and how everyone knew that Trump was a buffoon and he was in over his head and the things he was doing and wanted to do were disastrous for the country. and. You might ask yourself, like, well, if these people weren't true believers, what the hell were they doing there? Like, what were they doing working for him in the first place? And, mm-hmm. the an- and the answer in a lot of cases is they got offered a job at the White House to work for the president. And they said yes, because they wanted to work for the president, whoever that was. And they lacked the insight or the courage or both to say no, you know, mm-hmm. like. But as this movie demonstrates, that lack of insight or courage might be an explanation, but it is not an excuse, you know, and and, and again, like the real life Troutle lets us know that she realizes that eventually, Um, with the exception of the children and the dog. And you might argue that maybe the dog (laughs) isn't an exception, (laughs) Um, but with the exception of those, no one in this movie has an excuse. The story of this film is that everyone surrounding Hitler knows it's a lost cause by this point. They know continuing to fight is pointless. They know the orders Hitler is giving and the predictions Hitler keeps making about how any day now the army is going to come to their rescue and the whole thing's going to turn around make no sense. And yet they keep telling Hitler what he wants to hear until they have no other choice. Or
1: they just don't combat him.
0: Yeah, he
1: makes a statement and no one contradicts him.
0: Yeah. And they never it is unthinkable that they would that they would try to force him from power, that they would try to take control and say, you know what, this guy is crazy. This is over. We need to take control of this and try to find some kind of, you know, manageable peace with the Russians and the Americans, because we are not going to win this. Um, That that never that that. Never even comes up the few times that some of the generals suggest maybe we should surrender like they get shouted down and accused of being traitors. And, you know, um, Uh these are these are people who know that the war is lost. These are people, probably most of them, who know about the death camps. We see Hitler talking openly about exterminating the Jews. It doesn't seem to be a secret, Mm -hmm. um, at at least not among these particular people who are in the bunker. Um, These are people, some of them, who are responsible for the death camps. They have knowledge of what is happening. They have the power to act to at least save some lives at this late date, and they don't.
1: Nope. And some of them try I mean some of the generals are like what you're what you just said is a death sentence for everyone yeah. in Berlin. Yeah. And Hitler and he says doesn't fuck them because as far as he's concerned the German people failed him and you know fuck them.
0: Yeah. And the movie um the movie doesn't lay it on thick. It doesn't underline the crimes of these people. It doesn't no. it doesn't beat us over the head with how awful they are. It just lets us watch. And it trusts that we'll see it. Um, And the best example of that is the portrayal of Hitler himself. Bruno Gans doesn't make him a cartoon. He doesn't make him a supervillain. He allows us to see those flickers of kindness and gentleness that we've talked about with his dog or with some of his exchanges with Troutle or other members of his staff but he also lets us see that hitler is physically and mentally frail that he is just deeply deluded as to the state of the war mm-hmm. that he is utterly unapologetic about his crimes that he's proud of them in fact um that he has not an ounce of compassion for the german people who are suffering because of him and yep. and most important and most importantly of all he's a coward we we see his cowardice. We see him refusing to take responsibility for anything. That's how mm-hmm. co- that's cowardice. He's the leader, and when any whenever anything goes wrong, it's always somebody else's fault. Whenever one of his inner circle betrays him or refuses to follow one of his pointless orders or doesn't follow the or doesn't follow the order because it's impossible, he throws treason.
1: a. T- it's treason and tra- yeah. They're traitors.
0: He throws a tantrum. He curses them. Yeah, they're traitors. Um, He never takes an iota of responsibility upon himself. Um, It's always the fault of the generals or the army or the German people because they weren't as strong as he needed them to be. Um,
1: You know, what's really interesting in his portrayal? Yeah. What is whenever someone... Outwardly demonstrates loyalty to him, whether it's the, the people who 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 um, say to him that they're committed to the end. We want to be here, you know, till the end with you, or you know when um, well, Frau Goebbels, um collapses on the floor in mm-hmm. front of him, or the nurse that just loses her shit out of desperation. Oh yeah, yeah. He seems embarrassed.
0: Mm-hmm. He's yeah.
1: like. He has no reaction. He has no comfort for them at that point. No. He just seems embarrassed because I think internally he knew at this point that there was nothing that he was going to be able to do. That he was he was starting to realize that yeah, this fanaticism is great, but it doesn't help me. There's nothing you can do. I don't give a shit
0: about it. Yeah, it makes no difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um. Well, and again, you know, we get this the incredible restraint that is shown by the filmmakers and, and by Bruno Ganz playing Hitler, because again, he just gives the performance and we watch and we get the message. Um, there is one bit, a recurring bit that we, I know we've, we've talked about as we were summarizing it. I mean, obviously this is a very, very serious film. Um, there are no jokes in the movie and that's no. and that's as it should be because it's a very serious subject. But the closest thing to a running gag is Hitler's escalating tantrums as he learns of each subsequent failure or betrayal, because every time it happens, it's always this is the worst betrayal ever. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not, it doesn't, and it doesn't, it doesn't play as funny when you watch it, and it's not meant to make you laugh at all. But when you think about it, it's like he learns about the, you know, the, the, uh, the failure of the army, and he's like, oh, that was an order, and this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And then he learns about, you know, Garing. He and he starts like, calling the soldiers cowards. Yeah,
1: even the generals are like, you can't say that about the. <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck you soldier. and
0: fuck them." <laughs> <laughs> and but then and then you know he fought, he he learns about uh, Goering going to the to the Russians and trying to sue for peace, and he's like, "Fuck Goering, that motherfucker! This is the worst thing that's ever happened." And then he learns about Himmler, and it's the same thing, but it's even worse. Mm-hmm. And. You know like I say it's not it's not funny in any sort of conventional sense but there is the faint note of comedy about it of this does this, this just absurd dick you know who is uh-huh. being confronted over and over again by by the inescapable fact that he has failed that he has lost this war that all the people he thought were his ride or die crew are turning on him mm-hmm. and trying to f- save themselves and every and he just uh, the only way he can respond is by just throwing these endless tantrums and yep. it's just pleasant to be shown what a fucking loser he was you or know shutting
1: the, down like when uh, when uh spear leave when he leaves
0: yeah he said yeah he has nothing to say to spear spear is like spear even offers him a handshake and he doesn't take it yeah he's like nope Mm -hmm. um there is a scene that i don't think we talked about specifically during the summary which is good because then it won't sound like we're repeating ourselves um and it's not hitler's not even in it but i think it's one of the strongest indictments of the nazis that i've ever seen in a movie and Um, And again, it's accomplished by just letting a Nazi talk. The movie doesn't Mm -hmm. have to hit you over the head with anything. It just shows you the scene. And it's a scene where one of the generals has come to inform Goebbels that his men, the men that are under his command, are just being mowed down by the Russians in the street Mm -hmm. because they're fighting like they they're determined to keep fighting, but they don't have The right training, and they don't have the necessary weapons. And this general, they're running out of
1: ammunition.
0: They're running, they're running out of ammunition. And this general has come to Goebbels, and he's like, "Look, dude, you just have to pull your people back. They're being slaughtered. Like they're not accomplishing anything, and they're just getting killed." And Goebbels says, "Don't feel bad for them, and don't feel bad for the German people because we didn't force this on them. They gave us a mandate. They Mm -hmm. put us in charge." So he's basically saying, yeah, it's all gone to shit. We've run the entire country into the ditch and lit it on fire, but don't blame us. Blame the people who let us do it. No responsibility, no conscience, no self-awareness. You know, and uh, to me, that is the perfect statement about the about that, that whole the the entire ideology of Nazism and authoritarianism. I mean, when when you when you're in the death spiral of your regime, when you are in the final hours, even then, well, it's not our fault. I mean, even if you're confronted with evidence that you that you fail to say, well, yeah, I mean, maybe we were in charge, but, you know, it's not our fault. Blame the people who put us in charge. It's their fault. Mm. really. It's not our fault. Um, the only character, the only major like sort of point of view character uh, or in, in the movie. Well, there's Dr. Shank. He, Dr. Shank sort of has like realizations that, oh, shit, this is bad. But um, yeah. but but we see Troutle develop a conscience about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Troutle doesn't really develop a conscience about it until long after the war. And in that interview footage with the real Troutel at the end, she talks about how it finally clicked with her, that her youth was no excuse for joining Hitler and that she had no excuse. Um, And she did come to realize that what she did was wrong. And Mm -hmm. that's good. And that's good. There's a note of hope in that, you know, that even Hitler's secretary can realize, oh, shit, (laughs) like that was bad. Um, But there's tragedy there, too, because by the time she realized it, it was too late. Mm -hmm. You know, like she couldn't change anything. All she all she had left to her were her regrets. Um, So, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. It's it's it is it's a great film. It's an important film. And it's a an almost breathtakingly risky, confident film to to tell the story and, and to tell it this way, to just to just pull back and say, we're just going to present this and we're going to trust that people will see that. Yes, these were human beings, but they're but by showing that they were human, we will also not be you know we will not be um getting in the way of the message that they were evil to. you know, we just right. need to sh- we just we we just show what they did and we don't need to beat you mm-hmm. over the head with it. you'll get the message. so there you right. go. your turn, okay,
1: yay. um so we had mentioned this, I think, during our save and private Ryan review, where I said, can we ever get a movie? set in World War Two, where the Germans were not depicted as cartoon cutouts from a Daffy Duck propaganda cartoon, you right. know, where they were, you know, people. I got that with this movie. And yeah. some people were concerned when this movie came out that it was going to paint a sympathetic view towards not the Nazis, maybe even towards Hitler. Um, and I disagree with that. I don't think that they, the... Uh, intent of the director was to do that. Hmm. Uh, But I think the intent of the director was to say, um, they're people, they're people. And we run an inherent risk, because when most people think of Hitler, they think of him as this abhorrent monster, right? In other words, we other Nazis. We Hmm. other the Nazi party, the Nazi regime, all of the main players, Goebbels, Hitler, you know, um, Himmler and we turn them into almost supernatural monsters that don't belong to the human race. And I understand that compulsion because we don't want them to belong to the human race. Right. Because of what they did. But they were people. Uh-huh. They didn't crawl out of out of the ground. <laughs> you know, they weren't, you know, someone didn't accidentally break an ancient urn and their their ghosts came out and right. and you know, um become this this monstrous regime in Germany. They were people. They were people prior, you know, Adolf Hitler had a life before he became, quote unquote, Adolf Hitler. And this movie has the balls to portray these people as people. What they do in this in the course of this movie is still monstrous, but you can get a better understanding of what was happening in their minds what kind of people they were how far they had fallen as far as their devotion to this basically a political ideal and to a particular man adolf hitler okay so that you know it's not it's not it's not seeking sympathy it's seeking understanding it's hoping to be able to shed a light this is why this happened this is why these people are like this. If Adolf Hitler was a, a ravening madman, a real monster, no one would have followed him. They would have been able to point him out in a crowd and go, look, there he is. That's, he's, he's, he's a raving lunatic. Let's get him. <laughs> but the truth of the matter was was that just like a lot of charismatic leaders, he had a way of connecting with people on a one-to-one basis and also to a crowd. There are lots of, of clips of Hitler smiling and interacting with the German people. And plenty of people who knew him at the time who felt that he was very smart. He seemed interested when you talked to him. You, we hear this a lot when people meet political figures now. Like, I think Clinton had this, Obama had this, George W. Bush had this that when you were speaking to him, you felt like you were the only person in the room. Now, maybe that's a side effect of speaking to someone who has great power. I don't know. But I have to imagine that Hitler had it too. We run a risk of turning these historical figures who did heinous things into cartoon monsters because then we forget they were people they were people who supported them this can happen again Uh this isn't some aberration this isn't some great confluence of things that created the nazi party this happened for a reason and when we understand and when we realize that they were just fucking people doing it the more on guard you would be in the future because what the cartoon does is it sets us up to look for something that isn't there we think we're going to be able to point to the next big dictator and go oh he's a bad guy Uh we can tell he's a bad guy when in truth they're people and what we need to be careful of are the people who can manipulate other people or have a particular dogma that that brings other people in right I have some sympathy for the German people in this, in this movie, but there's an also a part of me that's kind of like, you get what you pay for. Yeah, oh and, yeah. And I know that it wasn't the German people across the board. There were plenty of people who did not agree with Hitler, did not like him, and said from the very beginning, this is going to end badly for us. But a lot of them couldn't say that out loud. Could they, Steve? No,
0: definitely not. (laughs) Definitely. You don't don't want people to hear you saying that.
1: If you wanted to say that, you had to pack up everything, run over to the next couple of countries over, and then shout it across the border. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I love this movie, is because this is the first time in a long time where you see... That the Nazis are being portrayed as people and not as things that are fun to kill in a movie, which is kind of what not. You want to see fun killing Nazis? Go watch an Indiana Jones film. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> is it ever so much fun to kill them. But that isn't what this movie is. It's not a World War II movie. It's not, you know, even in the the better World War II movies, even Saving Private Ryan. They're just things. They're bad things that we have to kill for freedom or whatever. Yeah. In this one, it's like, oh, shit, they're just people. They're just goddamn people. And yeah, Hitler's a lunatic, but he's broken. For people who said they wanted to see Hitler suffer, watch this movie. Because you get to see him get torn apart mm-hmm. on on a, both an a emotional and psychic level to the point in which he realizes he has to kill himself. It's not going to be complete. You want to see his ego completely destroyed. But his committing su- and committing suicide was his last bit of ego when he honestly believes that they're going to put his body up in yeah. a museum with a plaque underneath it that says Adolf Hitler. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But this is this movie can be a hard watch. You can start feeling things and go, "Whoa, wait a minute! This, these are Nazis. I'm not supposed to feel bad for these people, right?" Right. The hardest one I have is Speer because a couple of them are really dedicated to him, really dedicated to, to Hitler the man. And I don't know if they're dedicated to Nazism, but they definitely benefited from their time with him, right? I mean, Speer, Speer got all of this. Praise from Hitler at the beginning. How he's making his his dream come true. How he, you know, you he was the only one that understood what Hitler wanted, what he saw right. for the future of the German people. Um, and he even makes an excuse for Speer when he's listing all the people that betrayed him and why. And he, when it comes to Speer, he says he was an artist. Of course he was, you know, of course he was an emotional artist, and so of course he's going to he's going to betray me. Yeah. Right. So in the end, after watching this movie, you feel like you've gotten a better understanding of what was going on rather than, you know, a slightly propagandist view of Hitler. And it's like, we're still doing that shit We're still doing it Rather than viewing people, you know, our quote-unquote bad guys as just bad guys We just, you know, it's, you know, he's a cartoon villain, it's no big deal, we can kill him I mean, the simple fact of the matter is, is that Osama bin Laden was a grandpa, wasn't
0: he? I'm pretty sure he was, yeah
1: and I'm sure there have been times where people sat around with him, and they drank tea, and they laughed, and they did a bunch of other stuff. But we don't want to think about that because that makes him a person instead of a monster. Yeah. Right. All of our, all of our, all of our enemies have to be painted with a certain brush that takes away all of their humanity. So it makes it easier for us to feel good about killing them. Number one. <laughs> and number two, it makes us feel good about us as a species because we get to other them. We get to make them something else. And we're gonna. Who? We're glad they're gone, and the rest of us are perfectly fine. There are a million Adolf Hitlers somewhere in the world right now. They just don't have the opportunity, or maybe they don't know how to do a speech, or they don't. You know, you know, their, 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 their reign is some stunky supermarket in Georgia. Who knows? And that's that's one of the reasons why, when I walk away from this film, one of the reasons why I had such a hard time having to make fun of it, is that this is an important movie. This is an important movie. And if you need your villains to always be a villain, don't watch it. You know, if you still need, you know, a cartoony version of Adolf Hitler and his and his evil or you just need him to just be evil and that's it. You don't need to see him broken trying to eat ravioli at a table. Yeah. Don't watch it. It's fine. I get it. But if you want to get a more nuanced and, I feel, more realistic version of who these people were, watch the movie. There's not a bad performance in it, not one. And Bruno Gans should have gotten a goddamn well, award. I'm sure he did from other people, but he should have gotten an award for this fucking movie. Sure. He really should have. Hey, guess what? Guess what didn't win the Academy Award for Best Foreign Film?
0: Oh, this one. It was nominated, but it didn't win. Yeah,
1: yeah they, they were gonna, they, I guess they gave it to something that made people feel more happy or some <laughs> we, fucking shit.
0: We can't give it to that Nazi movie, can we? Yeah. <laughs>
1: so steve recommend
0: oh a highest recommendation absolutely
1: yeah me too this was tough this this was tough guys this was this was not a good day for jason but i'm glad we did it (laughs) i'm glad we did hey steve yeah do you have a movie that you don't want to recommend
0: oh i sure do well you know we just got through talking about a movie about hitler so i thought I would not recommend a movie featuring someone else who is also a terrible person not quite as bad as Hitler I'll give him that much not quite as bad okay as Hitler, but in his chosen field of of endeavor still pretty bad and of course I'm talking okay. to, and of course I'm talking about Jerry Lewis
1: oh dear god in heaven
0: so the movie I'm going to not recommend is a World War two comedy um, produced directed by and starring Jerry Lewis from 1970, Uh where Jerry Lewis plays a rich American during World War II who wants to join the army, but the only thing is he's 4F, so the army won't take him. So, So he raises his own army, and goes to italy where they all pretend to be nazis because it turns out there's this nazi general that looks just like him um okay so they all pretend to be nazis to sneak behind the nazi lines and to help the allies out in the war and it's a movie called which way to the front (laughs) (laughs) it's garbage (laughs) like all jerry lewis movies
1: okay Um, yes we know
0: except king of comedy which isn't technically a jerry lewis movie jerry lewis is just in it and jerry lewis is actually and jerry lewis is actually really good in king of comedy but nevertheless um which way to the front it's absolute garbage it's all the bad things about jerry lewis and i'm told by some people there are good things about jerry lewis they're not in this movie um (laughs) Although it's some interesting names in the cast, in addition to Jerry Lewis, of course, it also stars George Takei. Takei.
1: Oh, God.
0: Um, George Takei. And tragically, in his final screen appearance, Neil Hamilton, who is best known as playing Commissioner Gordon in, <laughs> in the 1960s Batman show. this This was his last film role. Uh, oh, no. And Jerry Lewis is absolutely abysmal. Did he kill which, himself <laughs> <laughs> after at the premiere. He was like, "That's it."
1: Well, that's a, that's it for me.
0: Well, O'Hara, I guess we've come to the end, old friend, and you know, but put the gun down, Commissioner. All <laughs> oh, 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 saints preserve us. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's my not recommendation. A really, really, it's. I'll say it's it's bad even for a Jerry Lewis movie. Uh, which way to the front? Don't see it.
1: Okay, yay. As you guys know, I like to not recommend a movie from the same year as the movie that we uh, just fucking whatever did. <laughs> just Reviewed? <laughs> reviewed? <laughs> and there's only one movie, because technically, I, even though I said it came out in 2005 in the United States, it really came out in 2004, right, Steve? Yeah, it did, yes. That's right. And there's only one movie that I cannot recommend from 2004. <laughs> oh, okay. And I might, you know, some people may disagree with me, but fuck them, I don't care. The movie I'm not going to recommend is... Uh, Well, made by someone who swore up, down, and sideways that this did not have anti-Semitic material in it. It did. I don't care what he says. I don't care who he grabs to say, yeah, there's nothing anti-Semitic in it. The movie that I'm not going to recommend is the snuff film, The Passion of the Christ. (laughs) Guys, if you want to be bored and then grossed out, Watch Passion of the Christ
0: If you want to see Jesus get murdered in slow motion for two and a half hours
1: If that's what gets you off, then please go watch that I'm sure there are plenty of people who liked it, but ha, 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 It wasn't getting played on anything other than TBN
0: after it <laughs> yeah. was
1: released Was it TBN? What's the Christian broadcast? Yeah, you got one? it, yeah, t- that TBN,
0: the Trinity Broadcasting Network
1: where well, I guess they play it on a loop or something. I know they show it on Easter. I think
0: they have a digital channel that just shows that movie.
1: <laughs> this is the Mel Gibson directed movie where <laughs> what's his name? uh Jim, Johnny Jim Caviezel? Jim Caviezel. Where he got struck by lightning while he was <laughs> on the uh, when he was crucified, which I think that's God saying, "Stop it." Stop
0: <laughs> I don't it. like this Stop. <laughs> You're not doing anything good here.
1: It really, I mean, a lot of people were like, no, he's trying to show how much he suffered and this, that, and the other thing. I get it. But it comes off as a little fetishistic. A little bit, yeah. A little, yeah. Just a little, like, I really love the fact that he suffered this much, and I'm going to show you every cut, scrape, splinter, whip, you know, everything was just, I mean... (laughs) Caviezel, what what's his name again? Is it Caviezel? Yeah,
0: Jim, Jim Caviezel.
1: <laughs> Is drenched in blood oh, yeah. by the end of this movie. And other people said, no, no, there were other Jews in it. That that It wasn't just the evil ones that, you know, are misshapen and ugly and covered in oil. There were other good ones like Mary Magdalene <laughs> and, uh, you know, all those saints guys. And don't forget Jesus. And it's like, yeah the ones that are the basis for christianity are all very young. I mean, Jesus Christ. Jesus was what, 32 when he died?
0: 33, yeah.
1: 33. Do you remember how old his mom looked in this movie? Like she was <laughs> 35 years old maybe?
0: Yeah.
1: They all looked great. All the quote unquote good Jews looked great. And all the quote unquote bad Jews, who for some reason and I don't think it's in the Bible were following Jesus around and like tormenting him during the entire movie all don't look like that do they No
0: they don't
1: they don't, weird it sure is weird but Mel Gibson was like, I'm gonna say something and then I'm going to get drunk and say something that contradicts everything that I said here But it's totally not anti-Semitic, even though I think the Jews control everything. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Here's a little clue for you: if you make a movie, (laughs) if you make a movie, and you say it's not anti-Semitic, but like pretty much every major Jewish organization in the world sees it and says, "No, that's anti-Semitic." Guess what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They know it when they see it, okay? Mm-hmm. They're used to it. They've been putting up with this shit for a thousand years. They know it when now, they see I it. I won't
1: put it past you. Maybe you thought it wasn't, but your subconscious got out. <laughs> and you made decisions that were like, no, make all the make all the, the bad Jews ugly and weird and, <laughs> and just bloodthirsty for them. And, and, and at that point, you should be like, I'm not self-aware. I don't <laughs> I oh. My prejudice has got out.
0: Other other than all of the anti Semitism, the thing that I remember the most about this movie is um when Jesus is carrying the cross. Um and I I, I it's I, it wasn't the first time I watched it, but maybe the second time I mm-hmm. watched it. And he drops that cross so many fucking times. And I swear to sure. god, I swear to god, there was a time when I, I, I think I may have even said out loud if he drops that fucking cross one more time, <laughs> it's like We're like two hours into this. Let's get this fucking show on the road.
1: But how else would you know it's heavy if he doesn't (laughs) drop it all the time?
0: It's like he drops it, and then there's like the slow motion shot from a low angle of him picking it up again. It's like, all Uh right, I get it.
1: (laughs) And remember, the devil's in it. That's right. Some people said, no, no, it wasn't the evil Jews. It was the devil. Sure. That's in it. Because that's... (sighs) don't see it guys you're missing nothing it was controversial and it had a whole bunch of people talking about the controversy at the time that it came out because it was super violent and anti-semitic and there are better jesus it,
0: movies there are better jesus and then, movies
1: mm-hmm. and then it went to the cable channel it deserved and <laughs> no one's no one's really they're talking about making it made a shitzillion dollars because mel gibson went to all the evangelicals in the united states yeah to get them to endorse the film and, and and you know pump up the film and say everyone needs to go see it because oh boy oh boy
0: well and and you and churches bought but, blocks of tickets Term. That was they that did. was one of the main things that made it to be such a huge box office match was that churches would buy blocks reason, of tickets. Gibson's
1: getting ready to do it again because he's making a sequel.
0: <laughs> I can't wait.
1: Uh, yeah, neither can I. Is this
0: no going to be about Peter getting beaten to death for two hours? I mean, like... <laughs> 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 like, what else is there? He's like, maybe the maybe the he's... oh, shit, they crucified him upside down. Fuck yeah. <laughs> this is going to be great. So Steve. Yes.
1: This movie took a toll.
0: I can tell, me. my friend. I can tell. So, I need to
1: do something fun and happy. Uh, okay. Next. I, I'm
0: with you. I'm with you.
1: I need, I need something that puts me in a good mood. <laughs> okay. God damn it. So, now's the time when Steve chooses a movie. It's a blind choice. Yes. He doesn't know, and I give him, I give him options to choose. So, Steve. Yes. Please choose the next movie we're going to review. A- You're not getting a B or a C. Fuck it. A.
0: All right. I guess I'll go with A. Make your choice. I guess I'll go with A. A. Yay.
1: (laughs) Well, I can't believe it, but it's been 10 years since this movie came out, so now we can finally fucking review it. Oh, boy. And maybe it hasn't all held up. Maybe it has. It was directed by someone who we don't really like anymore and would wish would kind of go away and stop saying things on twitter or any social media platform oh boy and i bet that he wishes there's a whole bunch of people that he used to work with that would probably he wished would shut up too but they're not gonna (laughs) they're not gonna but that doesn't stop the movie from being good and being the you know the first introduction to how all movies were going to be and how everyone looked at it and went fuck bullshit, shit how much money did they fucking make and they're like eh, a billion they made about a billion dollars let's just do like, that they made it, that's a billion with a b yeah <laughs> like, like yeah a billion dollars
0: like a Carl Sagan billion
1: <laughs> the movie that we're going to review next is the disney cuz it's disney ah. marvel ah blockbuster And the thing that has probably done more harm to the movie industry in the last 10 years than any other movie (laughs) that I can think of because it literally was like it woke everybody up and they said shit we need that we need that what comics are left nothing shit oh, damn what what do we have we have movie monsters great idea we'll <laughs> we'll turn our movie monsters we'll throw no talent or money behind it and it'll make a billion dollars it did give us good things it gets given us very entertaining godzilla movies
0: very much right? absolutely
1: that was great we get godzilla movies again yeah and they give it bad things, right? It, like it, Justice
0: League. It sure has all versions. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, two versions of the same bad movie.
1: <laughs> of course, the movie that we're going to review next is The Avengers.
0: Yay!
1: Yay! Where I get to stand on my soapbox again, and I get to beat Joss Whedon over the head, fucking prick. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you f- fucking demonstra you know. oh, Jesus! Everyone thought he was so nice, but he's not.
0: No, he's he's not a good person. he's apparently not very nice at all.
1: Yeah, but he's better than some, but not as nice that, as. Yeah, others.
0: it's you know Hollywood is a fucked up place as as we've said time yeah, and time again.
1: It's pretty fucked up, but if you guys want to get all the jokes, watch the Avengers again. I'm saying again, because I'm assuming you've watched it.
0: You've seen it.
1: Everybody's fucking seen it. It didn't make a billion dollars because one dickhead kept going back to the movie theater.
0: (laughs) Have you seen The Avengers?
1: Shut up, Stan. I'm trying to eat my soup. It's super neat. Oh, but it's filled with action-packed excitement the Marvel way. Please let me eat.
0: (laughs) Can I eat my food? They give me a nickel every time someone sees it, true believer.
1: How rich do you think he was when he passed?
0: Oh boy, probably pretty rich Hey, you know, how how rich was he? Richer than Steve Ditko <laughs> Shut the fuck And he was like, at least I made more money than Ditko
1: <laughs> <laughs> And fuck Kirby
0: Fuck Kirby too
1: <laughs> He's been dead forever and now I can pretend we're best friends <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's it We made it We did We made it I'm gonna stare into a pool of water. I don't know where it's gonna be. Probably in my goddamn bathroom sink. I got it for late seating. This has been Jason Harding and see a movie this week.
0: And this has been Steve Shives. This is the worst betrayal of all.
1: <laughs> you said it, brother. Yeah. This is the worst thing ever. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to betray you. Oh
0: I no, I wasn't talking about. I wasn't. No, I wasn't talking about you, honey. What were you talking about? Oh, well, the the Grubhub guy just brought my dinner and I ordered an Impossible Whopper from Burger King and I asked for (laughs) cheese and they didn't put cheese on it. This is the worst
1: betrayal ever! All of the employees are traitors. (laughs) Treason is the worst. You turn to nobody in your house. Yeah. I want you to go to the Burger King, and I want you to kill. (laughs) I want you to find the shift manager. I want his head on my desk by tonight. Look here. It says cheese on the receipt. There is no cheese. They owe me 25 cents. (laughs) They even checked the cheese box on the wrapper. There is no cheese on this sandwich. Somewhere in that Burger King is a lost piece of cheese that belongs on the burger. You will kill them, you will find this piece of cheese, and you will return it to me. You will bring me the cheese before it gets cold. <laughs> but, um, Mein Fiora, we can't uh, possibly, we don't have the men. The cheese, to do the, that cheese, the cheese, the cheese, the
0: cheese, the <laughs> cheese!
1: I think we found a new scene to meme.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. Fegelin, <laughs> fingelin, fingelin, fingelin.
0: Whoa, dude, calm down, <laughs> shit. Jeez Louise. He, like, did you and he goes into the hallway after this. Did you hear that? He totally Hitlered out on me. <laughs> Fuck. Like, dude, relax, right? Right?
1: <laughs> Hitler's gonna Hitler. <laughs> you know, I did have I <laughs>
0: I did have the thought while watching. Starting to feel
1: bad again, Steve. <laughs> I,
0: I did have. the, Well, I'll make you feel real bad one last time, and then we can and then Some we can goody. call this to a close. I, I did have the thought while watching the movie. I thought, man, this would be like this—the premise for like the worst, darkest version of Hogan's Heroes ever. What if it was set like instead of a prison camp? What if it was set in the bunker? And like, and the and just and, and just like 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 time never passed, right? Like they were like if the sh- if the show ran for seven years and two hundred episodes, they would always be in that bunker in the last days of the war.
1: Actually, why don't we just use digital technology and make it the last episode of Hogan's Heroes, where he's where Hogan's like, have we finished that last tunnel? And I'm like, yeah, but we don't know where it pops up.
0: Oh fuck! And it pops up in the fucking bunker. I love it. <laughs>
1: Like the like the right underneath the table where they're always going over the maps, <laughs> and they're like saying things like "But the German people, what are we doing? <laughs> we gotta stop. We gotta stop now." Okay. Okay. I don't want
0: you to feel right. any worse.
1: I don't want to either. Okay. I already have a migraine. Well, you know what? I've been stressed we, out about this.
0: We got we got all the Hitler jokes out. I think we're good. Mm-hmm. So no hit. I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. No Hitler jokes for the Avengers.
1: I think that's doable.
0: Okay. I think we can pull Except that Except
1: for off. the scene where the man who is obviously a survivor of the concentration camp stands up and says to Loki, "There will always be men like you." Oh
0: fuck! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Damn.
1: <laughs> uh, we can't escape. It's not <laughs> something we can get away from. You'll have to do that scene and you'll have to not do any of the Hitler jokes cuz I'm not going to be able to. Okay. 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 Great. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts.